Every once in a while, I stumble across the market timing study. Probably better said the market timing missing out on only a few of the best days study. And it blows me away. The math is fascinating and the history is fascinating. And the opportunity cost of this investing mistake is devastating. Fortunately, today we'll uncover what that mistake is and help you try to avoid it. I'm Wes Moss. The prevailing thought in America is that you'll never have enough money and it's almost impossible to retire early. Actually, I think the opposite is true. For more than 20 years, I've been researching, studying, and advising American families, including those who started late, on how to retire sooner and happier. So my mission with the Retire Sooner podcast is to help a million people retire earlier while enjoying the adventure along the way. I'd love for you to be one of them. Let's get started. Welcome to Retire Sooner podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the, this is a very market-oriented, very investor-oriented topic that is something that everyone's going to get and everybody needs to know and understand. It's so important. This is the biggest money mistake you could make as an investor and just how costly missing out on certain days of the market and, and having market timing impact how you invest, how just amazingly costly it can be. This is the, the, I've seen studies around this for 25 years, but every single time I see it, and, and, and even if it's a few months that go, goes by, it hits home. And we haven't done a show on the power of being fully invested and the power of not missing really the really good days or the repair days in markets. And we're gonna talk about that today. We're gonna talk about the math behind that today And it is just incredibly important for your long-term success as an investor. And that's a big piece of the equation here on the Retire Sooner Podcast. If we're going to get to a point where we can stop working or work just a little bit and be able to leave one of the big, let's say, oppressive jobs that you might have and that you would like to be able to get away from, we've got to be good investors to do so. And we're going to get to that here in just a moment. I wanted to say a couple quick words, though, about some of the projects we've been been doing. We were just, our team, the the Retire Sooner podcast team was just in Austin, Texas for something called FinCon. FinCon is a financial writers, financial blogger, financial podcaster, financial advisor conference. And it's something that our team has been going to for many years now. We've skipped a couple of years. Obviously, COVID shut last year down. And it was virtual. I believe it may have. I don't even know if there there was a FinCon last year at all. But it, this was a great way to open it back up. It was in a wonderful city, Austin, Texas. So I was lucky enough to get, have some phenomenal guests, and we were able to record them in these episodes in Austin. So we did five separate podcasts while we were in Austin, all in one very long day. But I remember thinking I was going to be so drained after all of these podcasts, and I actually was almost more energized after every single one because they were so damn good. And the people there are the, the kind of the, let's call it the people who are on the very front edge of the industry of trying to help people be better with their money in, in so many different ways. And the guests we had that you'll hear on upcoming retire sooner podcasts are really fun. Uh, the first one we interviewed Bob Wheeler, who you'll hear in, in an upcoming episode. And by the way, Part of the reason we wanted to do this, not only are we at, we were at FinCon and we had everybody, all these great minds under one convention roof, I also have the book coming out, 
what the happiest retirees know is coming out in the month of October. And we have a lot of work to do on that. So I'll be doing a bunch of, I'll be a guest on many different podcasts talking about the book. And obviously I'll, I'll, I'll certainly do some previewing of some of the most fun and favorite topics that are in what the happiest retirees know, but it's a really busy month because the book's coming out. And if we don't have two podcasts per week, please forgive me. Hopefully we'll have at least one podcast per week. We'll still try to do two, but if we're flying all over the country, do two, if I'm having to do too many interviews, uh, then we might go down to one um, once in a while, we'll say. So that's still to be determined, but it, it is our mission to continue to find the best guests and cover the very best topics that will help you on this path to retire sooner. The guests that we had that you'll hear coming up, Bob Wheeler from the Comedy Stories, the CFO of the Comedy Stories. So imagine a comic and a uh, and an accountant blended into one person who loves to get to the root of people's money problems. And he has he's seen so many of these glitzy, I'll call these glitzy money blobs because he's in the middle of Hollywood in L.A. The Comedy Story is the most famous comedians you've ever, you've heard of. Think Richard Pryor, Jim Carrey. Uh, Robin Williams. We're talking about A-plus level celebrities, and he's seen lots of people make lots of money, and then and people lose a lot of money. And, and it's interesting, his money story on that. Uh, Joe Salcehi, who we all know, uh, Joe Salcehi from the, again, I don't know if there's a bigger money cast. Uh, again, I don't know if there's a bigger money podcast out there called Stacking Benjamins. Joe uh, and his co-host, OG, literally reinvented or almost invented the game of having financial content be, be entertaining and interesting all at the same time. And he tells me about his click and clack influence from the, 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 the click and clack radio show that used to be on public radio and how that helped him form stacking Benjamins and about his new book called stack. So that's exciting. Lacey Langford. She's the host of military money, no idea of all, all the different challenges in the plight of those in our armed forces and all the different branches of the military. Some real, very real challenges that that group of individuals has to overcome when it comes to their career and money. And Lacey talks all about that on one of our upcoming interviews. Katie Elker wanted somebody, she's one of the younger folks that we've interviewed here on the podcast, all about the FIRE movement, FIRE, financial independent, retire early. That's like just the start of the menu. There's all these different factions and branches of fire, different kinds of fire. I think there's the barista fire, the, the coast fire, the, I can't even remember them. You'll have to listen to the podcast for all these different versions of being financially independent, retire early. She lives in that entire world. And it's fascinating to hear about. Joe Cortez, a world traveler, let's call him a travel hacker. And a world, or maybe a better, better to say, world travel hacker. He's one of these guys that's been writing about how to use sky miles and points to be able to get the best and easiest, quickest deals. And he talks about different airlines, about what this airline's good about and what this one's good about. A really fascinating look at the travel industry and then how travel impacts us, you and me, as humans, which got pretty deep and but he was right. So a lot of really fun stuff coming up. In fact, Emily Estefani Smith, who is, she has a TED talk all about the power of meaning that went viral. Our team was able to track her down and just interviewed Emily Estefani Smith on the power of meaning, 
which gets just fascinating as well. All of these interviews that will be coming up to the Retire Sooner podcast. Now, with that, we're going to go into markets and talk about what's happening, really some just market fundamentals that we all need to understand. And as a reminder, I've been in the investment industry for my entire career. I was Before I was even out of college, I was working in the investment industry and then have been in the investment industry every single day since. And started out at one of the very, the big, big Wall Street type firms, realized I wanted to be in the independent world, in the, in the independent fee-only RIA world, and I transitioned to that about 15 years ago, and I've been in that world now for many, many years. And, in, in, and I say this, in real life, what I do on my day job, and I guess all of our day jobs now are multi-jobs, writing, podcasting about markets, writing about markets, investing, finance, and then helping families do just that. So we have a whole team of 20, more than 20 different advisors at my firm that sit down and actually go through timeline financial planning with families and then help them invest their assets so that they can reach their financial goals. This is what we do literally on a day in and day out basis. And one of the most difficult parts for people getting to this place of retirement, whether it's early or just even as of normal age, is the anxiety that comes along with investing. And having someone help you understand that, which I'm trying to do here today on the podcast, help you understand some of those really important fundamental principles of investing makes the whole game easier. And no matter when you're listening to this podcast, we're either going into a bumpy market period, we are in the middle of a bumpy market period, or we're recovering from a bumpy market period. And then, oh, maybe once in a while, we're actually making brand new highs. Most of the time, the market is falling or recovering from a fall. That's just, that's the vast majority of time we spend in markets. And none of those periods of time feel great. We're either, again, markets are falling or we're just, oh, we're just making backup for markets falling. We don't get to spend a lot of time in plowing new ground higher. And that's just the nature of markets. And what prompted me to originally do this, this episode is that we had some big world events that happened. We had a massive corporation in Asia that ended up having financial troubles and there was a worry that, that it was going to spread and contagion and markets fell dramatically. And, and then subsequently there was a recovery from that. But then we're on to the next problem of the day. So there's always going to be a long list of problems of the day that make markets difficult. And all of those problems and those headlines, have we, as we've talked about here on Retire Sooner, they're not meant to make you feel comfortable. They're meant to scare you. That's the job of headlines and the job of the media and the job of that whole organization that is a huge part of the world in America is to inform us and always keep us a little bit scared so that we read more and we buy more newspapers and we subscribe to more uh, websites. And that's just the reality of, of the world that we live in. But it, but it also makes for really difficult to invest because by nature, we want to make sure we're avoiding investment pain and then capturing investment good when it comes. And it leads us to the, the human nature of saying, let's try to time markets. Timing is an important piece of almost every single thing we do, whether it has to do with school or family or love or relationships or entertainment or fun. It's all, it's all about timing. And we often translate that or conflate that into we've, we also have to be able to do that well, too, as investors. And it's just human nature. Of course, I'd rather time my investment purchases well. I want to buy a piece of property or a house 
when it's down 30% from its high, hoping I get a good price and that the price will go back up and recover and I'll make money. Same thing when it comes to investing. I'd rather buy a stock after it goes down a bunch or get into markets when they go down a bunch. And then I can ride that recovery back higher and make money. Of course, it makes all the sense in the world. We did a whole podcast around perfect timing and terrible timing. We know that, yes, if we have perfect timing, our investment results are amazing. What's interesting, though, is that our investment results with bad timing are still pretty darn good. And we don't want to allow the dream of a perfect plan or the dream of perfection to be the enemy of a good plan. Or when it comes to investing, just being invested. But today, I want to take a a slightly different perspective around that. Today's market research is different than participation versus perfection. Today's centered around how costly market timing can actually be. So I went to the Retire Sooner team here and said, let's pull our market timing data and our market timing research so that we can uncover this thought of trying to sidestep really bad days in the market, which we had just gone through one. And I thought, oh, human nature says, hey, I want to get out of this market. But then I also want to get back into the market when things are good. But just how difficult that can be And the data behind doing that paints a story of just how costly trying to do that can be. So we're going to go back to and look at the S&P 500 compound rate of return or annual growth rate of return all the way back to January 1st, 1995, and take that all the way through the end of August 2021. So that's about 20, it's a little more than 26 and a half years of markets. And by the way, during this period of time, of course, we've had multiple, multiple bear markets. We've had multiple recessions. And our total annual rate of return for the S&P 500 in that exact period of time is right at 9%. That's an annual average rate of return, 9% per year. Again, we look at the rule of 72, 72 divided by 9, that means your money doubles every eight years. Powerful way to have your money invested. But here's where the data starts to get interesting. We're going to take a look at what if you just missed, over all that period of time, a few days? What if you missed five days during that whole period of time, or 10, or 20, or 30 days? What does that do to your rate of return? And I know I'm just floating over 25 years, miss a few days. I want Let me try to put this in context. 26 and a half years is approximately 6,755 trading days. We look, we're looking at trading days in the market. So again, this doesn't count Saturdays and Sundays and holidays. 6,755 trading days if you go back to January 1st, 1995, approximately. And now we're going to take a look at this fascinating phenomenon around missing out on just a handful of those days when markets snap back from big declines or just have big positive days. And it'll give you a sense of just how quickly and easily you can almost destroy what could be a really solid long-term rate of return by missing out on just a very small percentage of all of those trading days. So here are the results looking at percentages of total trading days missed relative to the impact of your overall rate of return. And again, we're going to start out with Being fully invested, S&P 500, the full over 6,700 days, 
taking all the bad days with the good days, you end up with this 9% number, powerful number. But what if you miss just five, five days, five of the best days during that entire 6,700 plus trading days? If you do the math on that, that's missing 0.07% of those trading days. Now they happen to be the best ones, but it is a tiny, tiny sliver of a fraction of all of those trading days. Less than one-tenth of 1% of trading days over that whole 26-plus year period of time. Well, in doing so, your rate of return drops or declines from 9%. Again, that's missing no days. Down to 7.1%. That 7.1% is still pretty good. But that's a 21% hit relative to the full 9% per year. I think it's important here to look at this as your percentage less than you would have had being fully invested. Now let's go to the next tranche. Let's say we miss the best 10 days. That's 10 days out of more than 6,700 days, meaning that that's 0.15% of those trading days. Now again, these are the, the best 10, but this is again, tiny, tiny sliver of a fraction of that entire period of time in the market, less than two-tenths of 1% when it comes to the number of days. Your overall return now drops from 9% down to 5.8%. That's a 36% decline in your rate of return. Just 10 days for an investor who is almost by human nature saying, oh, I just want to hop out for a minute. I'll get back in later. Oh, oh I missed that, missed that day, missed that day. 10 days and you missed out on over a third. 10 days in 10 days. Now, again, these are the 10 best days, but this is what we risk when we try to hop in and out of the market. 10 days and we've missed out on over a third of your entire reason to invest to begin with. All right, let's keep going. Let's say we missed the best 20 days. 20 days, which is missing 0.03% of all the trading days. Three about three-tenths of 1% of all the days, your overall return drops by 59%. Now your return is down to, from started out at nine, now you're all the way down to 3.7%. 3.7% from what could have been 9%. That's a, almost a two-thirds decline of the entire power of your the reason we invested to begin with. So as you can see here, this just this sliver of time can lead to a lifetime of missed opportunity. In fact, if you're going to end up doing this and being able to trying to hop in and out of the market and start missing days when markets rebound, which again are unpredictable, and we're going to talk about the timing of really good days relative to bad days in just a minute. So if this is going to be the strategy for most investors, missing a few days here and there, they might as well just not invest to begin with because it just completely wipes out the intended rate of return. Let's move to 30 days. Miss the best 30 days out of 6,700 plus. Now you've reduced your rate of return down to 2%. That's less than inflation, less than long-term money markets. It's a 78% decline or reduction to the opportunity. Let's go to 40 days. Well, you, know, you obviously get the trend by this point. You go to 40 days and well, you wipe out the whole thing. Now down 99% relative to what you could have made to begin with. And then the scary proposition, if you end up missing 50 of the best days out of the entire 6,700 plus over 26 years, now you actually end up with a negative 1% average annual rate of return, 
relative to what could have been 9% average rate of return per year. Those numbers are breathtaking to me. Those are breathtaking statistics. And a reminder that human nature is not aligned with your comfort as an investor. You and I were born to be bad investors. It's just human nature. By human nature, we want, to, we want to hop in and out, you know, avoid the perils, enjoy the gains. But we know that we need to stay in and we need to stay disciplined. Now, what adds insult to injury here and compounds the problem is very often the biggest recovery days are, are bookended right around the same time as some of the worst days. So recoveries are best served as a, as a side to disastrous days. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples here. These are lost days versus gain days. Let's call this cruel and unusual punishment. October 27th, 1997, down 6.9% in one day. What happened the next day? The next day, October 28th, 1997, positive 5% in that one day. Huge recovery, but it happened to follow a terrible day. August 31st, 1998, negative 6.8%. Then about a week later on September 8th, market's up 5% in just one day. How about this? November 20th, 2008, down 6.7% in a day. Followed by the next day, November 21st, up 6.3%. And if you look at the top 20 largest daily percentage losses for markets, Many of the largest daily percentage gains come within very close proximity. Well, the bottom line here, I, I think you already know, is that unless we are an algorithmic hedge fund with an entire city block worth of servers and technologists that are trading stocks by the nanosecond, and there are strategies like this, and some of those, and I'll say some, not all, some of those strategies do work over time. Then we are best to stay on a path where we're investing in good, high-quality companies, staying diversified, staying asset allocated, so that we can keep our calm, keep our cool, and keep our discipline so that we're invested over long, long periods of time. Because our human nature will tell us to try to sidestep danger, which again, completely valid and completely normal for human, our own human nature to try to attempt this. But if we do hop out of market so that we're trying to miss out on those rough days, then the data suggests that we can easily miss out on those gains as well. And if we do that, we can take our long-term returns of 9 to 10% and almost totally demolish them. And that's the last thing we want to do. The last thing we want to do is have a life's work of 30, 40, 50 years worth of investing and have a few days of peril knock us out of a market so that we miss those huge days of redemption. Because whether we like it or not, those days are extremely important and we never know exactly when they're gonna show up. So we have to stay invested, stay disciplined, and just continue to understand studies like this so that we can avoid the most costly mistakes we can make when it comes to investing.
Hey, y'all. This is Mallory with the Retire Sooner team. Please be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. If you have any questions, you can find us at westmoss.com. That's W-E-S-M-O-S-S.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube. You'll find us under the handle Retire Sooner Podcast. And now for our show's disclosure. This podcast is provided to you as a resource for informational purposes only and is not to be viewed as investment advice or recommendations. This information is being presented without consideration of the investment objectives, risk tolerance, or financial circumstances of any specific investor and might not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to and should not form a primary basis for any investment decision that you may make. Always consult your own legal, tax, or investment advisor before making any investment or financial planning considerations. Please refer to the full disclosure in the podcast description for any additional information information.